Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Bucky Sam Medina, and I am alongside comedian Pratik Srivastava. What is up, wrestling world? How are we enjoying the squared circle? Oh my gosh, I just realized I sound like shit because my microphone's not plugged in. <laughs> Can't wait for this to be on Botchamania. <laughs> Botchamania? All right. There it is. Do I sound different? Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. Hell yeah. A little, little better. A little better. Yeah. Take two. Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast, everybody. How you doing, Pratik? I'm doing well. What's going on, Squared Circle fans? Having fun, everybody? Hell yeah. Dude, there's like, I literally can't keep up with all the wrestling that's going on. Oh my gosh, me neither. That's and this is like post-Mania. Like and I'm trying to watch all these indie shows on YouTube. Yeah. I have so much wrestling that I cannot possibly keep up with all of it. I can't keep up. And and what's crazy is usually this happens like right around Mania time. We're we're like two months. We're we're almost like a month and a half out from Mania, and still there's so much to catch up on. There's so much to catch up on, and tonight is going to be like the match of the year because tonight on GCW Fight Night out of Brooklyn, we're going to see Tony Deppin versus Zack Saber Jr. Oh, I'll be great. Yeah, I'll be good. Time. I'm excited about it. Hell yeah! Didn't didn't Tony face Samoa Joe recently? Um. Yes, he did. Oh, and in fact, tonight on Ring of Honor, which I'm going to watch the, the main event at least, uh, Samoa Joe fights Blake Christian, who's also a GCW wrestler, and he's amazing. And this is on Honor Club, right? Yeah, it's an Honor Club. Hell yeah. Or I can get on YouTube, or I have to get Honor Club. No, I don't think it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. They should, though. They should put it on YouTube. I mean, you think Tony Khan needs the money? I mean, I just feel like at this point, these are all enhanced. Like, I'm not trying to call anybody an ex- enhancement, but it, it feels like this is more about exposure at this point and, exactly. and, and, get, and getting people to understand Honor Club. I mean, even WWE, when the network first came out, they were putting like full matches on the YouTube channel as a way to advertise a network. And I think they Tony does are. need to get, yeah. And I think they, yeah, of course, they still do. So it's just like, yo, Tony, you gotta, gotta give the people a little bit right now. You're still building Honor Club up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know what I mean. So, Ring of Honor was on a Honor Club before he purchased it, and there's no yeah. reason for him to even have Honor Club to this day because all it is is ROH Dark now. It's basically ROH. It yeah. feels like it's ROH, ROH Dark. Dark. So, put it on ROH, YouTube. Let's yeah. enjoy it. You know, put Why it you on YouTube. You know, put it on YouTube, or maybe do like select matches on YouTube and yeah. save it for the the streaming deal coming up. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Max, they're they're doing like the whole, like, it's not HBO, it's going to be Max. So to me, there's been enough AEW stuff. There's made, And if you can't put the pay-per-views on, that's fine. But there's still, there's enough episodes of Dynamite and Rampage and the special episodes, the Battles of Belt. You have the Ring of Honor catalog. To me, there's there's enough there for a, for a streaming deal. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, speaking of streaming services and, and stuff, uh, what have you heard about All In? Because what I've been hearing is that it's a glorified house show and we're not going to be able to see it. I have not heard that. That You're, you're telling me that this will not be available for, for pay-per-view purchase. I think not because of All Out the next week. Mm. So I don't know. People are saying online it's going to be a, a Wembley Stadium house show, which is weird, right? That's bizarre. I don't – I mean, just the way they're building. I mean, the promos – I was watching some of those YouTube promos where it would be, it was, they had one with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt, and they were just – they were really playing towards the Indian 
population in London. They're like, bring your biryanis and bring your samosas and come out. And I'm just like, <laughs> I love samosas. Yeah, they're great. And I'm just like, you're really building up like this big ass thing and you have this monumental music and it's a big stadium show. And again, when was the last time a major wrestling company held an event at Wembley Stadium? You can't just not put it on TV or put it on. Yeah. Like, I feel like the last time was SummerSlam, 92 SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. Has any other, like, like, I don't think any other, New Japan didn't try anything. Nobody, I, I don't think I don't I don't even think WWE has gone back since then. Nope. Correct me if I'm wrong. So no either house. Either. So this is a big deal, and and I would think that a big deal like this, you got to televise it in some capacity. You just have to. Yeah, I heard people uh, bouncing the ideas around of like this being the launch of Max. Like this will debut on like the debut of Max will have all all in live. I have no problem with that. I, I wouldn't because I'll be honest. I cannot afford a forty nine ninety nine boy pay per view. I would certainly pay if they were doing this behind the paywall, like a regular fifty nine ninety nine pay per view. This would be the one I would get. Uh, but I would be very happy if it was on Max or a streaming service. You know, yeah, for like fifteen or twenty or whatever Max. Costs. Yeah, I have, well, I would prefer. Yeah, well, yeah, I see. That's our thing. I mean, most streamers are not fifty. I mean, I think Netflix is fifteen ninety nine. Uh, but I think the others like Hulu and Peacock and all those are all like five bucks. Yeah, no, they're super cheap. Peacock is five, and, and I think Hulu's yeah. eight or something. Hulu's eight. I mean, I I've, I've been getting Hulu for like one ninety nine for Black Friday. Me I know too. you've been I've doing been that with Peacock. I've been doing yeah. that for years. And yeah. same thing with Peacock. I don't know if you know this, but I get Peacock for a dollar a month for a year. So right now I'm not paying. I get it for free just through. A... There you go. <laughs> I, I I got a buddy. Well, well, no. So Peacock is connected through through my cable for Xfinity. My parents have the Xfinity account, so we get Peacock and HBO Max provided by the cable provider. Oh, now that may go away. That's now cool. that might be that might be going away though with this UFC Endeavor thing or whatever. That might be going away, so we'll see. Uh, but then another buddy of mine has the ad free version of Peacock, so right now I've just been enjoying Peacock without ads, so it's even better. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what I did recently? I put an ad blocker on my on my laptop on the on the uh, yeah. on the browser. And yeah. I haven't tried a Peacock yet, but I've had no YouTube ads since I've done that. Really? Yeah, it's been like it's been like life changing. And how much is AdBlocker? It was free. Uh, you might have to send me that link afterwards. <laughs> uh, whatever browser you have, uh, yeah. just Google like browser and then remove YouTube ads or block YouTube ads, and it'll tell you what to download. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah! One of my friends was bragging about it. I'm like, I gotta try this. So now I'm trying to figure out how to do it on Roku because I don't want YouTube ads on. Or if I could get on the phone too, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has become this has become a completely different podcast. Ad block over street. the top. Yeah. <laughs> You're right there. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Well, uh, let's start with back. Today, let's go yeah. chronologically, maybe. Uh, I almost said, I almost said, you guys. We got the news today, Pratik. <laughs> uh, well, for news, we have uh, <laughs> we have uh, one. Uh, you know, the the original Broski, uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, he's in a little bit of a hot block, a little bit of a, a little bit of a bro soup, if you will. A little bro soup. <laughs> uh, basically. Uh, some uh, videos uh, of him have been leaked. Now, originally, people thought it was a hack. I guess the the newest update on the story is his pictures weren't hacked. He 
he openly and voluntarily sent a video of of himself on Snapchat. And as we've learned through the Chris D'Elia story, videos that are sent on Snapchat can get uh, saved and downloaded. And this individual saved and downloaded it and leaked it. Uh, one, I didn't know people are still using Snapchat that regularly. I, I, I have not. Well, Snapchat, Snapchat is, uh, from what I understand, it's sexually explicit these days. Yeah. It's when you want to send nudes because they disappear in 24 hours. Unless you're well, people, unless you're Matt Riddle or, or Chris D'Elia, where you're like, <laughs> you can send, you can download. I think that's the thing, which I never, you know, to me, if you post something on the internet, it's forever there. Whether it gets deleted or not saved or whatever, right. somebody's holding on to it. So, I never understood people who were like, but I sent it on there, and why is it back? And it's supposed to be gone. Well, that's the internet for you. I mean, that's what the internet is. It, you know, you can't remove stuff once you put it on there. It's like a permanent marker. To me, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And you, ha- and I'm not saying I'm like, everybody should be punished. I'm just saying that we have to exercise a level of restraint as human beings. Did you, uh, did you see the Matt Riddle video? Because I did not. Um, I'm not really interested in seeing Matt Riddle's uh, <laughs> little bro. <laughs> um, I know Twitter it got exposed on Twitter for a bit, and I guess there's still like the image of him being like, yeah, and then unzipping his pants, which I I didn't think he'd do like the bro, yeah, too, but he does like, or maybe that's an edit video, I don't know, but the the little clip on Twitter is just him going yeah with his thumb and then unzipping, and then it cuts and it goes for full video, come here. Now I don't know if what he was trying to do the the bigger question is who was he sending it to in terms of age like i hope he was doing nothing you know skeevy in that way where it's somebody who's a little bit on the young side you know i mean because then that that has a girlfriend that that opens up a mess of legal problems he has a few you know he has a girlfriend he has a few of them um he has a couple of them yeah (laughs) you know you know about this whole situation right where like he came out of rehab and like he was dating this porn star and then another porn star who was apparently dating him previously was pissed off about it oh yeah no so he was two, dating a couple of these two have been going at it online apparently oh yeah no but it's that's becoming an issue. i even heard about this whole matt riddle little bro situation because the ex-girlfriend porn star says something like oh now i gotta see him swinging his dick around too <laughs> and then the new porn star girlfriend was like i don't know i dude i couldn't make sense of what her words were but she basically said that this girl is mentally ill and she needs to leave them alone and stop being obsessed with Matt Riddle. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, I hope I don't mean to laugh. Like, this is obviously, I hope everybody gets this resolved quickly. Um, obviously, look, someone's personal life is none of our business. We don't want to be here and judge everybody what you're doing. But when you're in a publicly traded company, you do bear some responsibility of, you know, if they feel and you're and again, Matt Riddle plays the kids. The kids love him. You know, this is not the best uh, imagery to show kids so i can certainly see wwe especially with this new ufc merger a lot of eyes are on them right now i can see them being hesitant to work with him you know he's already had a couple chances you know there's there was there was the wellness policy stuff there was stuff with drugs and it wasn't marijuana i know everybody's like but wwe's busting for marijuana it was not marijuana it was other if it was marijuana he never would have made it into the company 
No, yeah, it's not marijuana. I mean, it was definitely they were they were saying. I mean, you're partying with strippers and cocaine, like you know, like know what you're doing. Get get what you're. That's why I think the big SummerSlam match was canceled uh, because of that. Which, yeah, Seth Rollins is a little pissed about that. He loses his he loses his, his SummerSlam payday. Um, they end up doing a run in though at SummerSlam for those that don't remember. You know, so that was funny, I think, though, I'll, I'll, real quick. I'm going to tell you something real quick. Uh, yeah. Seth Rollins does a storyline almost every year. Where he's like, I don't have a match at WrestleMania. I need to have a match at WrestleMania. And he like panics like at the last minute and then he gets a match or whatever. And I've always been like, like Seth Rollins really thinks he's not going to have a match at WrestleMania. But then it really happened to him. <laughs> and at for SummerSlam, Slam, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Like he's had a couple though. So the, I think the, some, the WrestleMania, that storyline came from WrestleMania 32 where he was legitimately injured and he didn't get to perform. Um uh, and then 33, it was like, oh, I'm going to fight you, Triple H. You know, it's not going to happen, but then it happens. And then I think 34 was the one where um, <laughs> I believe that was where he, he actually legit wasn't going to have a match. And then they just were like, we'll put him and Finn against Miz and they'll do a triple threat, uh, which is actually yeah, a very good right. way yeah, that to was open the show. Uh, then 35, he won the Royal Rumble and was going to main event, but instead – this is one of the few times where the Royal Rumble winner goes on first on WrestleMania. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, look, we love Seth Rollins, you know. And actually, what's funny is Seth Rollins had his own little a uh, couple years ago, his own like uh, private nude photos getting leaked. But that was yeah, he did. You're right. But that I, the difference was is that was what they're what they referred to as a hack. That was where his private stuff was hacked. You know. And I, I do his, think I think his girlfriend did it at the time. I could be mistaken, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, his girlfriend found his phone, found the pictures, and put them out. And put them out there, or maybe it was the ex. Yeah, uh, the he, current, the, he she also, was current and ex at the same time, apparently. Current and well, she became an ex <laughs> very quickly. She became an ex uh, very quickly. Yeah. Then he was also wasn't he also dating someone who was like the supposedly Nazi. Like, Nazi girl. Was it the same person? That's who. Well, no. That's who she found out about. Yeah. Because okay. when he came into WWE, he was with this girl. I don't remember her name, but she was really pretty. And yeah. He ended up cheating on her with the Nazi girl, and then it's kind of you know off to the races. Oh, he was being a little. He was putting his hand in the cookie jar a little bit too much. A little bit too much. Yeah. Tyler Black getting a little greedy. I wonder where she is now. The the girlfriend that he had before he was famous. You know, well, I remember like there was one this. girl they dumped her boyfriend before she got famous. Alexa yeah, Bliss. There was... Well, Alexa Bliss was dating Buddy Murphy. Yeah, and then she dropped him and got famous, and now she's married to a rock star. Yeah, Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. That's what you do, man. You gotta like, you gotta like, uh, you know, drop him before you get famous, and then you. Get... Well, I don't want to <laughs> say that. Like, well, <laughs> Keith Lee and Maya Yim, they're they're Mia Yim, they're married. I don't want yeah, that. Well, Keith to Lee never got that. famous though. <laughs> no, that's he what I'm saying. Just got, Mia, he just got old. <laughs> Mia, Mia's probably going to get a little bigger, and then she's going to. I don't want her dumping Keith Lee. That's I don't true. want her she dumping Limitless. She might be the famous one. She might be the famous one. He's going to be he's Silver Fox. He's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be Silver Fox. <laughs> Silver Fox Lee. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. Hell yeah, he is. The Limitless one. Uh, at least he's not Bearcat anymore. Thank God. Uh, I mean, he might as well be. He has that weird cape. He got, yeah, actually, Bearcat kind of fits that. Um, it does, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what they're doing with Lee. I feel like, I mean, part of me, part of me also thinks like maybe they're not giving him any singles pushes because of his health. Like, I wonder yeah, if it's very strategic. I can see that. They, they just keep putting him in tags, and it's just like, is this from a health standpoint or from a we don't know what to do with them standpoint? 
Yeah, totally. I can see that because I mean they got to keep him safe, but they also want to put him on TV. So it's yeah. like, you know, and, and putting him in matches, tag team matches with Dustin, I think is probably the best because they both have time to rest. <laughs> <laughs> they both need. They're both winded. Oh boy. <laughs> um, oh. Let's see here. Brian Kendrick uh, was a guest road agent for WWE Backlash in uh, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I wonder if they're gonna bring him back. Now, Brian Kendrick was the one who had some tweets that were inappropriate. My, uh, yes, he was released in February of 2022, WWE. He was announced in a match against John Moxley. And then a couple of days later, Tony Khan uh, revoked Pulled him from invitation. that match. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily tweets. It was just his personal opinions on, on things. He's and it was about the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So I was, I think he was going to face Moxley at, uh, it was, was going to be AW. It was a dynamite at Wintrust. It was the one that I went to. Uh, this was the famous CM Punk versus MJF first uh, uh, first match of theirs, uh, uh, where CM Punk took his first loss. Um, and uh, yeah, it was going to be Moxley. And then you know who ended up uh, filling that place was uh, a young man by the name of Wheeler Yuta. Oh, whatever happened okay. to him. Interesting. And that kind of jump started Wheeler Yuta's sort of singles push. So you know, all all you know, I'm, I'm sure Wheeler Yuta right now is. <laughs> thanking Brian Kendrick quite a bit. <laughs> For being problematic. Yeah. What do you think of his match type called Double Jeopardy? Did you see this last night on Dynamite? I did. So I did watch most of Dynamite. Uh, I thought it was an interesting, and again, you know, it. I will say yesterday's, you know, so they were at Little Caesars uh, Arena in Detroit. That was home to the Blood and Guts match uh, of AEW. So, you know, a very, a very uh, important stadium for the AEW Dynamite tour. Uh, a good, good Midwest crowd, a good, good loud crowd. They gave him a pay per view quality show. I think they mentioned that a few times on t- on, on the commentary. Pay per view, pay per view for free, pay per view for free. And you know what? I thought it delivered. I thought the whole card up and down was really good. I thought this was the one of the better matches to open up with. You know, yeah. I I don't know if uh, Orange Cassidy's match would have been a good opener. I I really liked. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Claudio Cesaro fan. I'm I'm happy that he's getting. You know, I was a little worried when he got the Ring of Honor World Championship that he'd be relegated to other TV shows, but I thought this was a good, uh, yes, they're putting Ring of Honor stuff on TV, but you know what? It was a good match, a good opener match, uh, and good for this card. And, and, uh, yeah, they were great. You know? And that... now, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I guess I don't want to reveal the ending, but basically, yeah, now we know, you know, what it's going to be, you know, and I think. Yeah. I kind of knew going into it. I'm like, well, it's probably going to be Claudio because yeah. then uh, yeah, you course. can't, you're not going to do another singles match between the two. So you're probably going to do a tag, you know. Um, but yeah, good step with wrestling is when uh, they refer to cable as free TV. <laughs> well, I mean, in this day and age, I don't know too many people who don't have cable. Well, you know, I'm just saying it's 150 bucks a month, but yeah, free TV. $150 a month? I don't know. I'm exaggerating. I don't have cable. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, I well, do. I'm, you do, legally. Hey. Um, well, I mean, I suppose you could just watch it on whatever, Fight TV or whatever. The uh, What's the service? Yeah, where you can watch even the, the, the commercial breaks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's on Fight Plus for international users. But I have a uh, VPN, so I can be international if I really want to. You can be international if you want to. Got I it. was watching this YouTube video the other day, and my wife and I, and then we left, 
And then we came back, we were watching it several hours later, and it said, the owner of this video has made it not available in your region. <laughs> so I put my You're VPN like, on, and we went to Italy, and we watched it. <laughs> I like that. The, you can go to Italy. You can, who needs who needs a who needs a air, airline passport when you can just <laughs> a VPN it? You know? you have a VPN. If only <laughs> if only I could pay for my flights with a VPN line, that would be great. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. <laughs> uh, okay. Any other? Uh, well, yeah, we can get in the backlash, I guess, because we're we're talking oh, yeah, about Brian we the Backlash. We haven't talked about that yet. You're right. I didn't. I forgot about that. Um, backlash was in Puerto Rico. I mean, that was that's already an interesting setting. I just like that they're. I really like actually what Hunter's doing. And I, I think it's, this is a Hunter call. This ain't a Nick Khan or a Vince call. I agree. Hunter's I really Hunter Hunter's really trying to make this a global brand. And I think you know, backlash could have been just a forgettable pay per view. Like, oh, like I never really understood those WrestleMania backlashes that we're doing for the last few years, where it was like just retreads of of WrestleMania matches or whatever, you know, whereas this felt like, this felt like a good pay-per-view. This felt like a real, like it wasn't a blow off. It felt like a good card. A lot of times the backlash feels like an afterthought. It's kind of like a WrestleMania regurgitation a little bit. Um, Yeah. This felt good. It felt like a solid card from top to bottom. And it felt like its own, it felt like its own thing. It felt like its own thing. And I think because again, they're doing, they're going global. They're trying to really, you know, bring the best talent and best cards possible for these global premium live events. I think it just forces the card to be better. So I'm, I'm, I have no problem with this. You know, keep going overseas. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, try to keep the, uh, try to keep the big four uh, in America for this year, so I can go to them, so I can at least add it all the big four <laughs> in one year. Well, the big uh, and then fifth next year is going to be the UK this year. Yeah, I mean, Money in the Bank it technically is the big fifth one, uh, but I, you know. The, me and my friends have the agreement. Big Four is just Royal Rumbles, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and I believe Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago. So I can technically say that I went to uh, the Big Four, um, and then we'll see cool. next year. Yeah, we'll see what next year brings. Um, you know, Rumble is always a fun one to go to. I, I always recommend to people who are thinking about what pay per view should I try. I think Rumble is always fun because you know it's just pure chaos. Uh, and then we'll see. I, we we are thinking of going to Mania next year in Philly, just because it's like the fortieth. You know, I feel like they're gonna do something special uh, for the fortieth. But we'll see. Um, the point is, this was a good. This this felt like a really good, like big four pay per view style card. You know, and it wasn't a long card either. Only like six matches total. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they really and they started strong. I think Bianca and uh, EO uh, Sky were the were a good. Opener match. 18 um, minutes for these two. So in this match, I thought it was really weird uh, because the crowd was super against Bianca and they were super for EO. I think EO is, you know, ready for a face turn. I think so too. I think I think she's ready. And I think they Bayley. planted seeds with with Bailey, which um, you know, not to be, you know, an ugly ogler, but man, Bailey's outfit, man. Yeah. Them pants. Was she even wearing underwear? <laughs> you would have seen. Well, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, she was definitely enjoying the the San Juan sun with those with those pants. You know, <laughs> yeah. Getting them thighs, getting some sun on them thighs. That just sounds bad. I'm sorry. Uh, that, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> get, get the, the reflections. The reflections of Pratik Sarvasva do not reflect the entire opinion of Gimmick Street Wrestling podcast. But you <laughs> not know, today. Uh, we don't. 
But uh, yeah, the memes for those 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 Bailey pants are pretty wild. Uh, no, yeah. but again, I, I like that they're really trying to plant seeds of a dissension between damage control because it's been it's been almost well, it hasn't been a year. SummerSlam. It'll be a year. SummerSlam. It'll be it'll be a year at SummerSlam. Which yeah, if you want to start the dissension uh, for SummerSlam, cool. I have no problem. I think EO deserves. This. I can see EO having more of a singles run than Dakota at this just at this current moment. I thought EO did a great job. She's been a single star ready to go for a while. And all factions eventually are going to dissipate. So I have no problem with this. She Again, she got a great uh, reaction from the crowd. They were ready. I think people are kind of ready for Bianca to, you know, I felt like a lot of people wanted Asuka to win at Mania too. I was sitting in the crowd. We all kind of wanted it. You know, Asuka, I mean, she's, she's put in the work. Um, and yeah, I think there's a way for Bianca to lose and still be strong, you know. Yeah, Bianca held it for a year as of WrestleMania. Yeah, it's been more than a year now. Uh, but she's great still. I mean, the kids love her. You know, she's the into I it. love. I love everything Bianca Belair does. No, she's she's great. Well deserved. She's put in the work. You know, uh, kudos to her and Montez. I'm still bummed that Mon- Montez, not to shift away from her, but Montez put up a great single showing in that elimination chamber, and I was really hoping he gets a singles push too. You know, yeah. I really think it's time think for him too. I think he's gonna get it, but just not yet. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe it doesn't have to be right this second, but he's not even in the heavyweight tournament. You know, that's kind of a bummer, too. Yeah, um, well, not very many people are in it. I mean, they have six people that are just a waste on SmackDown who aren't going to win. That Well, that's a whole I, – I know we're going off on 10 million tangents, but, like, man, you, you have this heavyweight title. It's on Raw. You're trying to create law, Raw as a land of opportunity. You couldn't find – you can't have six more people from Raw be part of this tournament. You have to – you have to fucking get people from SmackDown. I'm not, not taking anything away from SmackDown, but well, the thing is, it's a, t- it's a title is, exclusive like, to Raw. What, what do you if, do? If they would have said, if they would have said on TV, if a SmackDown person wins the title, we're going to put them on Raw, it would make much more sense. I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if a SmackDown person wins, I think they're just going to bring them back to Raw. So it's like, a, so for example, Edge, who just moved over to SmackDown. If he wins, is he going to go back right back to Raw? Yeah. You know, now now Raw maybe he's not going to win. It's you know, that title, makes... but let's put SmackDown guys in it. That just doesn't make any sense. And it just it's adding more to. I think it's just a ratings pull more than a. Again, oh, it just yeah, seems like this, right. They're not thinking long term. I think that's yeah. what I'm realizing with some of this booking. And then you have you have you know wrestlers saying, "Hey, this title is a big deal. It's not a secondary title." All right, well, when is the final of this title going to be decided? Night of Champions. Who's also wrestling a night of champions? Roman Reigns. So we'll to me, well, we'll so here's my point. Whether R- Roman Reigns wrestles on night of champions or not, if this title is really not going to be a secondary title, then it should be the main event of night of champions. Yes. That is how you tell fans this is not a secondary championship. But if it doesn't even go on last on the goddamn card, Unfortunately, it's hard. Any fan is going to think it's relegated to the second title. Part of the reason why the World Heavyweight Championship during the second brand split of like the early 2000s felt like a secondary championship was because of its placement on the card. Fans are still old school in that way, Sam, and I'm sure you agree with me Mm -hmm. that placement of card makes a difference. And to bring it back to Backlash, (coughs) to me, the main event of the night was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Yeah, they should, and, there's they were idiots for not putting Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at the end. 
there was no that was my if I had, if I had any gripe about that card, it was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest not closing out the show. There was no reason, no reason, and not just because of the quality of the match, just on paper. Put on paper, right. hometown. The, the the press conference was everybody was into that match. The crowd was into it, and not just because of Bad Bunny and celebrity, but there was a hometown fervor behind it. Damian Priest is also from Puerto Rico. I'm sure people don't. Yeah, maybe not everybody Rican. knows that. They're both from Puerto both Rican. Puerto Rican. Yeah, so you you have this perfect opportunity. You're giving them the time. There's no reason that couldn't have gone on last. You have this. You have the mainstream sort of curiosity factor behind it as well. I'm sure there were people tuning in who didn't really know wrestling, but knew Bad Bunny. And you to know? Tell you the truth, the Judgment Day is probably like, you know, the 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 bloodlines fizzling out a little bit. And I feel like the Judgment Day is like one of the hottest acts in WWE right now. I I agree with that. I think I think they have more. They're supposed to be heels. I think they are generating more heel heat right now than Bloodline for sure. Yeah. Because I think the Bloodline it's a little confusing right now. I do think I'm happy that Sammy and Zayn, Sammy, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, Sammy and Zayn. That's that's <laughs> that's a cartoon on Nickelodeon. I think <laughs> Sammy and Zayn. I'm glad Sammy and Kevin won the titles at WrestleMania, but it does feel like now the story is a little like dragging now. Where it's like, oh, is Solo going to turn on them, or is is Jay going to turn on them, or are they going to get? Like, we're dragging this out a little bit. Sometimes you have to just cut the cord and let it go. Like, it almost feels like they're starting a new story where it's like, yo, cut this cord and create, like, let's let's get the ball rolling on this ascension now. Like, it's yeah, it's getting dragged cool. out. It's, it's getting dragged out just a little bit here. I'm not saying Roman needed to win. I mean, yes, everybody would love that. But you can't you can't tell me you couldn't have created some dissension on the night of the maybe even on the Raw after uh, Raw after Mania, like the fact that we're like, hey, they're still together, but are they? Like you're now you're just dragging it out. I mean, I think things would be a lot simpler right now if Cody would have won at WrestleMania and they gave Roman three to six months off. I mean, that would be ideal. I think a lot of fans would have liked that, and I think. Probably the talking heads of WWE and the the creative heads are like, well, well, that's too obvious. So, you know, and Endeavor needs to see that we have a strong new champion. You can't just have a new champion. So, you know, I I don't, I'm not condoning what they're doing because I don't agree with it personally, but I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make Roman this like, sort of attraction mystic guy that you don't see every day. He's the new undertaker. He shows up when he needs to, which is fine. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, if he's so special, then you have this pool of free agents. Why not just make him a free agent and just have him appear on boat shows? Or if he's so special, he doesn't need to hold the title hostage. Right. If he's so one in a kind, he should be wrestling it. He could be wrestling for on. You're telling me he can't even wrestle on one pay per view, like twelve pay per views a year. You know, like what I mean. Like just put him on the pay per view. You know, say what you That's will true. about Maxwell Jacob twelve times a year. Yeah, and do like one or two promos. You know, yeah, um, precisely. Have never wrestle on the TV again. Only wrestle on pay per view. He doesn't need to wrestle. I don't. Th- I don't think a world heavyweight championship should be wrestled on TV unless it's a, a special occasion. Yeah, special show. Like AJ Styles versus James Ellsworth. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, or like, you know, the first SmackDown on Fox or something, you know, yeah. like that, yeah, something like that. A milestone moment. I mean, but that match also, that was a problem too, you know, and I, I just remember 
that night watching it. I'm like, wait, there's only like eight minutes left. What are they? Oh, no. Like I oh, had that because you're looking at TV time and it's like, what the yeah. fuck? And then God. speaking, actually speaking of that, there's like a news story that I didn't really write down. Apparently one of the writers, one of the former writers came out in the last week or so and said that um, even before Kofi won the title, the the word on the writer's room was, we'll just have Brock squash him uh, on the SmackDown debut on Fox. Yeah, that I, I heard about that story. That so pretty much, yeah, maybe around the time of Kofi Mania was kicking off, they always knew. Oh yeah, they we're just gonna give this title a run until SmackDown on Fox. They yeah. needed one title to kind of build so they can squash it on Fox, and they're like, we'll just have Brock squash him on Fox. So you know, it, it, it's 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 look. I don't want to take anything away from Kofi Mania because I know we all we all felt something that night. That might be. In my top five of feel-good WrestleMania moments, it's up there. That whole build, the match that Daniel Bryan put on, the match, the, a guy who went through the same thing that Kofi went through, not being put on the main event and then being treated like a main event, the fact that he got to play the heel and play the reverse of that, and he was doing the vegan heel, which was still some <laughs> of the best work I've ever seen. Like Again, you can say Daniel Bryan is whatever, but he he knew how to reinvent himself. And that was the perfect sort of throw away the leather belt, use the vegan belt, you got you got Eric Rowan as a heater for that. Um, you have the you have the new day that could have broken up, but instead championed their friend, a guy who'd been busting his ass for ten plus years, and got to be seen. And yes, oh, why didn't he go on last? You know what? He went on at the right time because that was a long ass mania, and the crowd was with Kofi. So uh, to me, I'm happy with that. Uh, what it was. I mean, Kofi got to take the belt in, to to Ghana, his home country, or his home yeah, land. that's incredible. He got to he got to do some cool stuff with the belts. He got to squash Randy Orton, who he had those that history with of Orton squashing his push, you know, back in the day. I thought he did have some good matches with Samoa Joe and Ziggler, albeit it was a tough time because he wasn't the last match of the night. But to me, he can say that he got the heavyweight championship and the crowd was with him at that time. So yes, it's disappointing and how it's disappointing in how it ended. Uh, and it's also disappointing how Brock has now squashed three, three to four different. No, he's cro- he squashed four different black wrestlers title runs. It's wild. Like how, yeah, how it's crazy. Oh, even the rock. He squashed the rock. Although that was the rock handing it over to a young guy, but still he squashed. Yeah, that rock. was 2002, but still. He, yeah. He squashed Kofi. He squashed uh, uh, Lashley and he squashed Biggie. Man. I mean, Big E's wasn't a squash. It was, I think, I think uh, Lashley's was. He I think got taken out. was like like a six way or something. It was a six way. It was something where like he, but he, but he got pinned too. He didn't need to get pinned. Um, but I think more people are mad about Big E's stuff because then he got injured. You know, so it's like, like to talk about bad luck. But he again, really he got injured off, like the same month. The same month, literally, like the, the a month he lost title and got a life career threatening injury. Like Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So so let's touch on Brock because obviously you had Cody versus Brock. Well, uh, we're getting out of, the, out of out of order. So what did you right. think of the uh, the uh, Bianca and Io match? That was a, a really good match, actually. Those two really good. Eighteen up. minute match didn't feel like a drag. I mean, I think they could have tightened up a couple spots, but I, I like what they were doing with this. It was a good showcase for Io. Good showcase for Bianca. The, again, like you said, the crowd was more on Io's side. Possible face turn. Uh. Uh you know, seeds of a face turn coming seeds of dissension and damage control, uh, beyond, uh, uh, Bailey's pants, San Juan, Puerto Rico, sun on the thighs. It's a wild time. It was a wild match. Good opening match. I think this would have been a good opener. Uh, 
I don't think Brock Cody. Could, I don't think any other match on the card could have been a good opener. I agree. Uh, my, I agree with that. It was a really good. So opener. yeah, good opener. Uh, and then I believe next on the card was Seth and Omos, right? Seth and Omos. Yep. Ten minutes. Omos seconds. I mean, you know what? I'm glad Omos got a little more time. I thought. I thought this was a good showcase for Omos. I thought this would have been better, a better uh, style of match for him to be showcased on WrestleMania uh, rather than the Brock squash, you know, because the Brock Lesnar match with Omos felt like a squash. It did. This, yeah, felt, this felt like a good showcase of Rollins look good, Omos look good, Rollins sold for Omos. Again, there's a reason that Monday Night Rollins, Rollins is the best. I mean, he made Omos look like a monster in this match. I actually yeah. believe that crib stump off the top rope was really like interesting. It was wild. It was Ooh, wild I mean. to see uh, Rollins. You know, almost. I mean, I hate to say it because well, the Logan Paul match was fine. I loved that mania, but this was a good like like pay per view, big pay per view, big money match. I actually really liked this match for for yeah. a for a match that had no build, and that they Rollins was like, okay, we got a shit build. We're gonna make this. We're gonna make chicken shit out. Of, we're gonna take chicken salad out of chicken shit. I thought they did good. And they went in the dreaded second spot, which is usually, you know, not not a great spot on a pay per view, you know. But they did great, you know. I Hell think yeah, uh, I do think this feud isn't over. Um, uh, I think there's some more stuff for Omas. I could see Omas inter- uh, interfering with Seth Rollins, you know, World Heavyweight Title uh, Tournament findings, and they keep this program going because I do think at some point Omas is going to get a win over Seth. Maybe it'll be a sneaky. Not, you're probably right. Maybe it'll be a sneaky win. At the same time, though, Omos needs a win. He's been losing a lot lately. Oh man, he has he ever. The only people he beats are enhancement guys. I don't think he's had. I don't think he's had a pay per view win in a while. And mm, all of his yeah. big sort of big pay per view showings have been losses. He lost to Lashley. He lost to Lesnar. He lost to. Uh, I think he faced Braun Strowman at one of the Saudi pay per views. Um, but yeah, I actually thought Omas and Rollins was a good showing. It could have been a SummerSlam showing or whatever, but like, you know, again, I think there's something there with this guy. I mean, you have to, how else are you going to create monsters if they don't win? Every heel monster like that, like a giant like that, they need to get a win once in a while. You know, you don't need the case of, you don't need the case of Omas turning into big show because he wasn't believable because he wasn't getting believable wins. He's got to crush people once in a while. You know, it's like when it, when they put him in a place, we're not going to believe that he's a monster because he always loses. Yeah, so he's going to have to win a few. You know, uh, we had. And to me, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that, and to me, if anyone has proven over the years that they can take a loss and people are still into them, it's Rollins. Yeah, look yeah, how much Rollins loses. So to me, I'm not saying he should have lost this one, but I do think he deserves a win on Rollins uh, down the road. Well, I think Rollins is going to be the world heavyweight champion, so he needs to look strong. I'm not against Rollins getting it. I do, th- but there is a little bit with with a Cody or a Rollins. I don't want Cody. I really don't want Cody to get that. And it looks like he didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but it does feel a little bit, even with like Rollins, where it's like, yo, you you didn't fully lose to Roman. There's money in the Rollins Roman like rematch on like a big mania or something there's the history of you guys being in the shield yep you're right about that. i don't want rollins to be junior championship winner so it's like to me it's i just look i i know i said this in the other episode where it's like yeah like an edge or like a 
I don't know who else. Like, yeah, like I guess well, yeah, because like AJ, I guess it could be an AJ too. You know, someone who's like been around. Well, I mean, if Orton wasn't injured, Orton would be perfect, or like an E would be perfect too. Big E, uh, you know, someone who you know the crowd just wants to see get their title back or something. You know, um, but let's see now. You know, you're right. It, it probably will be Rollins. I'm not saying he isn't deserving of it, but to me, he there's more money in Rollins being like the no, I want the big one. Yeah, I agree. Like, I could see Rollins smiting Owen uh, uh, Roman too, and their story there. Yeah, they definitely have a have a, a story history. That's for sure. Um, Drew, it would have been nice for Drew to win one in front of a crowd. He Drew's still not even in the tournament. He's not even in the tournament. Although now they're saying he may not be coming back to WWE. Um, you know, there's even because his contract hasn't been renewed and. I guess he took down his stuff on social media. Like he took down any sort of WWE signatures on on social media. Nice. Um, I wonder what he would. Where do you think he would go? Like AEW or Impact? Probably back to Impact, right? He has history there. Yeah, I just I don't think he. I mean, he look, he can go to AEW if he wants, but to me, it's like, ooh, does he show up at Wembley? The big, oh, the big UK that'd star. Good, that'd be a good. Yeah, good but it debut. All depends on like. You know, no competition clause, all this other things too. Yeah, I don't know what his no comp, no compete. Well, usually no competes are ninety days, aren't they? So yeah. it would have to. It would, yeah. When is Wembley? Do we know? Do you know the date? It's like August. Oh yeah, you're right. It's late August, so he potentially could. Um, but you know, WWE is going to try to lock him up, so he can't do Wembley. You know that. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, another thing for Wembley. Well, I guess we're getting off track. Let's let's finish up Backlash and we'll talk about Wembley. Oh, uh, we had a triple threat match. It was six minutes and fifty seconds. Austin Theory retained his title by defeating Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. And then to tell you the truth, I don't even remember how this match ended. It felt like it went by. I'll be frank. I forgot late. this match too, uh, which is unfortunate. I don't think Bronson Reed had a good showing. If we can, neither of us can remember it, um, they did not need Bronson Reed. Then I think this kind of hurt Bronson Reed, wasted Bronson Reed. You could have just done the Bobby Lashley straight Austin, but then I guess it makes Bobby Lash now correct me if I'm wrong. Well I guess we don't even know. Did Bobby did Bobby Lashley I almost call him Bobby Lee. <laughs> did Bobby Lashley take the pin straight? Because if he took the pin, then there was no reason to have Bronson Reed in the match. Yeah, you're right. I don't even remember who took the pin. Hold on, let me go look that up real quick. Yeah. Very forgettable match, unfortunately. I think Austin Theory is a good U.S. champion. He's a good like mouthpiece. He's a good like bullshit talker, um, and it's really and it's it's good to keep the belt on him now because he's going to SmackDown. You know, he's fresh there, and uh, he needs to establish himself with the title. I think first. Okay, um, Austin Theory defeated Bobby Lashley in the triple threat and Bronson Reed in the triple threat. The pin came when Theory stole a pin on Bronson Reed, who missed a top rope moonsault after eating a spear from Lashley. So, yeah, so essentially Bronson Reed was there to not make Lashley look weak, which is yeah, poor because at the, the same pin. time, Bronson Reed looks weak in that too, but it was he took a spear. Basically, Lashley speared Reed and then missed the pin, so then Lash, so then Theory came in and stole the pin, which is classic early early 2000s triple threat rules basically they pulled they they used to do this a lot i remember they would do this a lot with like jericho and benoit guerrero they would do a lot of those triple threats back in the day or like angle 
when Angle was the Attitude Era champion, like toward the end of early 2000s, he would still p- steal pins and multi-mans like that too. It's a, it's the old like sort of chicken. Sh- They're kind of building Austin Theory is kind of like early 2000 Angle, if you remember. Yeah, I like steal Angle, like stealing, stealing wins, stealing pins. You know, like he would steal wins from like Undertaker back in the day. You know, it would never be clean finishes, stealing wins, interference finishes. You know, so they're kind of building him up like that, which is fine because I will say he's handling himself. He's he was in the he was in the promo ring with John Cena and fared very well. I was very impressed with that program uh, was leading too. up to the. Yeah, I know. just and he was that, uh, theory has a, an older brother who looks just like him that they could use for run in. Oh, for double. Oh, my God. I do think that's that's a good if they revive that theory. Yeah, would be a like good guy Eric Angle. Yeah, someone like a like a Eric Theory or something, or a or a. I'm trying to think what would be another name for him. Aries, Aries Theory, or Austin. Dallas Theory or, or something. Dallas Theory. Another oh my Texas god, City. <laughs> I, I like Dallas Theory. That's one. Yeah, Dallas Theory. You you book it, Sam. Hell yeah, <laughs> Dallas uh, Theory. Bria Ripley defeated Zelina Vega in seven minutes and ten seconds. I think the story of this match was. Uh, was Zelina's entrance and her attire, that giant Puerto Rican flag that she had attached to her. That giant Puerto Rican flag. Uh, crowd was into her. They could have yeah, given her a little more time. I was disappointed with how quick the match was. I thought that she would have gotten a little more time. Uh, the Chancla reaction got a bigger response from the crowd. Hearing Michael Cole say, that's a Chancla. This Puerto Rican crowd knows what a Chancla is. Like It was very hilarious to hear Michael Cole enthusiastically talk about Chanclas. Yeah, you're right. He, Michael Cole does not know what a Chancla is. No, but he was very much uh, acting like he was, and it's cute. I, I appreciate Michael. I like the, the Vince-free Michael Cole enthusiasm. I'm enjoying it. Same. Uh, but yeah, very quick match. Good showing from uh, Selena. She got a couple good counters in. Uh, she's very, uh, you know, aerodynamic and very, very good in terms of, you know, countering and doing things. She does remind me. I still remember like when Eddie Guerrero came into, uh, uh, you know, Raw in the early 2000s with the Radicals. He would end up in main events with Austin and Rock, and he would do very similar counters. So it's a good way for her to just, you know, keep building that momentum, keep building you know, who she is as, you know, look, I'm not just this, you know, valet. I am a, yeah. I am a fucking athlete. Like, you know, recognize me. And I thought it was a good showing for her. You I know? agree. I like, I like face Selena, by the way. I'm happy that she's a face. Again. I do too. I did too, actually. I didn't think I would, but I do too. Um, and our next match in 25 minutes, Bad Bunny, the world's most streamed musical artist defeated Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. San Juan's 35. And what Damian Priest would later on the next day say, it took an entire island to beat me. That is some heel. That's class. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Piper. Like, yeah, it does. You're right. Piper would say that shit too. I could see him in the locker room in an angry towel going, it took an old island to defeat me, dog. Yeah, piece of garbage. (laughs) Yeah, piece of garbage. It took an old island to defeat me. <laughs> Did they see him pen me, Hogan? We saw God. we saw Savio Vega, who earlier in the night gave Bad Bunny <laughs> yes. a kendo I, stick that looked uh, like the Puerto Rican. Really? Flag. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting excited, but like that was a really nice surprise. I was I no was way. really happy to see Savio come out, and he came out in the match as well. Yeah, uh, we saw the, him earlier in the night, but then he also came out 
during the match. And also Carlito came out during the match as well. That was, again, because poor Carlito, when he made his return at the Rumble, it was the Thunderdome Rumble. For, so for him to get a return pop in front of a Puerto Rican crowd in reference to the Colognes, we had talked about actually the Colognes in a previous uh, episode about how they, you know, they really put Puerto Rico on the map. So again, these, to me, these are all Triple H calls. This ain't Vince calls. These are all oh, yeah, Triple absolutely. H paying respect to Puerto Rico, paying respect to the legends who have come before them. Uh, and again, Savio Vega, he was a part of Bone Street Crew. He brought us the Caribbean Strap Match. He's done so much for the Attitude Era. I thought it was a really good way for fans to to enjoy. And if Bad Money, and maybe even Bad Money was like, hey, I want to respect the Puerto Rican legends, I could easily see Triple H being like, yes, that's fine. I mean, Bad Bunny had a WWF logo on one of his yeah, jackets. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He had a WWF yeah. jacket on. So I could easily see, you know, Mr. Benito being a fan of Savio Vega and Carlito back in the day. It's, it's great. This is, no, it's exactly what this ad, this is world wrestling entertainment. You have spectacle, you have global. Why not add these legends and pay respect to the catalog? If anything, it'll probably get someone to be like, if even if someone didn't know who Carlito or Savio Vega was like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, let me look it up. Oh, they have matches on Peacock. Oh, let me go back and watch. Doesn't that only build interest in their library as well? Yeah, you're right. They're promoting themselves that way. Um, again, right should have been the main event. Should have been the main event. Of the night. Been the main uh, event. I feel like maybe it wasn't because of all the run-ins. Because Judgment Day came out, LWO came out, these other guys came out, the Parik guys came out, and like you know whatever. <laughs> but I still like. It was one of the, it was probably one of the matches of the year. Probably top matches top. of match it, to me it it had the perfect amount of wrestling hardcore spectacle inter and and everybody's like there was I actually read a couple of reviews on this match and they were just like oh too much interference. It's literally you have different factions. Both of these men are part of different factions or have yeah. worked with different factions. You, you're you're gonna have interference. And guess what? Was the crowd in the was the crowd into the run-ins? Absolutely. To me, the run-ins are measured by the temperature of the crowd, and that crowd was wanted. They wanted chaos. They wanted, they wanted it. everybody. Yep, they more. did. And to me, it's a. It's also again, it's not a singles match. It's not a not a. It's not a pinfall match. It's a street fight. So if you're gonna have interference, this is the match to do it. In. Yeah, and that crowd did everything. Right? Some I mean, other, somebody got yeah. murdered in Puerto Rico. <laughs> so with with the exception of murdering somebody, they won it. They want it, yeah. With all the chaos, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I saw this meme. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, so apparently, Bad Bunny is dating Kendall Jenner. One of the Jenners, Kylie. I think it's Kendall Jenner. And a few years ago, uh, there was a picture of her wearing a red and black NWO shirt because apparently it's fashionable. Nineties are coming back into fashion. Oh yeah, so, I mean ninety. I mean there are people that wear Nirvana shirts. There are twenty one year olds who wear Nirvana shirts. I mean I still wear that stuff from those days, but they're like no, I still wear Nirvana too. Style. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. But we pre- we wear them because we like them. There are people that I unironically wear uh, uh, Led Zeppelin shirts and Nirvana shirts. And they don't even name know a song. Them. Yeah, they can't even name a song. They can't yeah. even name the band. They're like, I just like the design. I don't even know Nir- Nirvana. I don't even know what that is. is that a but, uh, I saw a, a meme where they put a picture of Kendall Jenner wearing her red and black NWO shirt, and they put a picture of Bad Bunny next to her wearing his LWO shirt, and it said, this could be problematic for the relationship. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bad Bunny, I mean, in the last few weeks, he literally headlined Coachella, went to the Met Gala, 
and now, you know, wrestled in Puerto Rico. Like, he's he is a jack of all trades. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Coachella, I watched Blink-182 doing damn it at Coachella, and they fucking suck. <laughs> They're terrible. They are so bad. Well, I, to say about that. I do love some Blink One too. I saw. I tried. To see I love Friday. Blink. I love. I love Blink so much, but it was such a bad performance. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I uh, no. I saw them at. Well, there's a festival in Chicago called Riot Fest. They came two, three years ago, but this was when Tom was not with the group. He was yeah, taking his right. hiatus. So they had Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. If you yeah, remember, who cared about music? Yeah, and I will say they tried their best, but I guess they the speaker blew out within one minute of their performance. So <laughs> it was just, so to your point, they're, they're having a little bit of Murphy's law when it comes to live performances. I saw blink 182 perform in like 2000. I maybe, mean, that's the time to see them. Maybe you know. 2001, something like that. Yeah. Let me tell you, when we pulled up to that concert, we, uh, my friend and I asked ourselves, are we at a Backstreet Boys concert? There were so many like little girls there. It was crazy. It felt like we were at a Backstreet Boy concert, just because they were like Blink One Eight Two was so pop. Yeah, I mean they were. They, I remember in the MTV Video Music Awards, they their video, all the small things, was in a pop album, a pop category. It was yeah, not in the rock. It was. Yeah, well, they were like well, very pop radio rock. But things, I do yeah. think like rock. I think like their later albums, like Take Your Pants Off and Jacket, like they were more rock albums. Maybe that particular album, and I'm out of the state, had a little more poppiness to it. Yeah, but yeah. I think they are more of a punk pop. And they did uh, kind of dabble in the pop a little bit for that album. They dabbled on pop, uh, but they are definitely more of a punk band. Uh, I thought uh, Damn It's on Hey Dude, right? Is that the name? Yeah, uh, Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch. I felt that was a little more rock heavy, more punk heavy. Yeah, more uh, punk heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Have you listened to Tom's Side Project Angels and Airwaves or whatever? No, but that's... I love Boxcar Racer. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, that's that's one of his albums too. Boxing. Oh, one of the other albums. Yeah, so like I do, I do respect what they're trying to. I hope they can fix whatever issues they have performing live. Uh, I know they just performed at the United Center in Chicago. Uh, 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 they're they're supposed to be coming to San Jose in June. I was really wanting to go, but I might reconsider. <laughs> after this live, after I'll, this listen to, I'll listen to my CDs instead. <laughs> after this debacle, you gotta yeah. Where they sound, they sound the way I want them to sound. All right, uh, so we had a main event, and the main event went pretty short. People were ups- oh, we forgot the uh, well, I actually yeah, the uh, the three on three. Oh yeah, you're right. I skipped the three on three. Uh, the I mean, that's, line- I think it speaks to how forget it was. It, I mean, it was whatever. It wasn't. They've been. I mean, these guys have been fighting every week, so it's like you know. I they have been. This, you're right. Yeah. I assume this is the culmination <laughs> of their fighting. You know, I hope so. I, I really want to see this move ranks. on. I want to see them move on from here. Yeah. Um, um. Do you remember the ending? Something I'm to... no, but something interesting did happen during the match. Uh, was Solo was going to attack Jey Uso? Remember? And yeah. Jey Uso said, "I'm your brother. He's not." I still don't know what was the cause of the almost attack. I don't know because he thinks that Jay's sucking off. Gotcha. But I mean, so again, good. I mean, again, Jay is. I've said it before. I know there are memes about it, but Jay deserves an Emmy for his acting in this entire bloodline drama since the beginning. I feel like uh, the Uso should do a promo where the where or Jimmy says, "I wish you died in the womb." 
<laughs> Call back to the bells. I just want you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they're good. They're doing good work, but like, I I hope that this this leads to the Usos fitting with Roman because that would be more interesting right now than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Of course, I want Usos to feud with Roman. I would love to still see Jay and Jimmy fight once uh, singles. Yeah, I would uh, too, to tell you the truth. Jay and Solo fighting. You know, you you have a face. You have a face term for Solo. Or for, excuse me, for Jay. Um, the, yeah, and then eventually it culminates in Jay fighting Roman. Now, I don't know if Jay is going to beat Roman for the title. They might not want Jay to do that. I don't see why not. To me, it makes the most sense, and it, it completes the entire, you know, starting with the Tribal Chief Acknowledgement match at the Hell in a Cell in the Thunderdome era, which is a great... I mean, you literally have Afon Sika giving him like a, like a lay, like a Tribal Chief lay at the end of it. So to me, yeah. Yeah. This fills that story. If Jay beats him and, you know, and maybe that's how you get the rock involved. If the rock is allegedly going to fight him at fucking mania 40, oh, you know, yeah, but rock I, cost him. That'd be good. I mean, I'm kind of, this is my personal opinion and internet fans and gimmick street fans. You can tell me, email me, whatever, but I have personally given up on the rock wrestling again. I I have too, and they started rumors like the next day after WrestleMania. Oh, the Rock might come back next year. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's a well timed shut the like really like just shut the fuck up. Like it's over. Yeah. Like we don't. If he comes back at four now, if this is all to just say he is coming back at forty, I'll certainly watch it because I want yeah, to be in arena. Enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. And one, I've never gotten it. Well, I did hear the Rock's music once at a SmackDown, but I don't remember. And I want to see it live as an adult. I will like, certainly. Can we just like not talk about this like every day? Like, can they not? Yeah, I just don't want to hear day? about it. Like, I'm also kind of sick of CM Punk. Like, oh, is he going to come back? Is he yeah. come back? Let him come back, and then we'll talk about it. You know, right? Stop speculating. I don't think we need the speculation anymore. I'm kind of sick of CM Punk. I'm kind of sick of the AEW media press from like, hey, here's a new detail about what happened that day. I could not give a less of a fuck now. I just want to say it's different for us speculating because we're not journalists. We're not wrestling journalists. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we'll see what happens with the show. Maybe it'll take off. You know? Know. Maybe we're going to take Dave Meltzer's job. Dave Meltzer. Gimmick Street Observer Radio. <laughs> GSO, uh, baby. GSO, baby. As long as Brian, I still want Brian Alvarez to be around because I love his. Opinion. I interviewed Brian Alvarez once a long time ago. He's super cool. Alvarez is great. I, I, because at least, and, and the one thing is, at least he, he was a wrestler. He's taken bumps and he, he still yeah, is. He I has, saw him wrestling this year. That's great. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he was in the BLP Battle Royal or Royal Rumble or whatever the fuck. I just love that he, I think his opinions actually, he doesn't just speculate for the sake of speculating like Meltzer and some of these other guys. Like he's actually been behind the curtain. He's been on, he's been in a squared circle. Like he, he gives logical reasoning, like opinions about, what he likes and what he doesn't like. And if you don't agree with them, well, then don't listen to that. Yep, I, that's what I do. I don't listen to any of those people because they all want you to give them money. I mean, I don't, well, I don't, I just listen to whatever's on YouTube. I'm not, I'm not paying for Patreon or anything like so, that. You so, know? like, I mean, real quick, I, when it comes down to like wrestling journalists, I, I'm not too much into Dave Meltzer because he says he goes on rumor and innuendo. I'm more uh, partial to, to Wade Keller because he goes on opinion. And I feel like I'd rather listen to somebody's opinion than listen to what they claim is rumors. Yeah, I'd rather listen to his opinion. Uh, that's why I like Cornette too. Well, Corn- to me, Cornette and Alvarez have made me laugh. They are entertaining yeah. as well. Whereas Meltzer, Meltzer deals in rumors. And he, uh, Meltzer also plays that game of, you know, plans could change. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying what the, like he, he tries to deny any culpability. 
and right. what he so says. Wade Keller will be like, well, what would be cool is if this happened, right? Exactly. Or if this guy it's came out and said this. Yes. No, that's what Wade. That's the difference between Meltzer and Wade Keller. Yeah, that's my. That's Mel, my thing, the big Meltzer is. provides no culpability, and and the sad truth is Meltzer has been also been called out by multiple wrestlers for reporting fact as or reporting rumor as fact, and has yep. been called out by the likes of both Bianca, uh, Trinity, Fatu, Seth Rollins. Recently, yeah, yeah, a lot of big names have called him out, and he just kind of shrinks back and goes, "Well, you know, like just." No responsibility. Yeah, he, he like he, he could put out tails. put out. He just pulls a Travel Guerrero. Yeah, he pulls a Travel Guerrero. You know, at least pull out put out a real fucking apology, Dave. You yeah. have said things. You printed them as fact. And also, Dave, you've made a lot of money off the backs of wrestlers and take some responsibility for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I really don't listen to Melts anymore. Uh, you know, I'm 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 select of my dirt sheet stuff. I listen to those that entertain me, and those are primarily Cornette and Alfred. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So back to the uh, whole bloodline thing. I think it'd yeah. be cool like, if Jay split on his own to see Jay have to go through Jimmy and then Solo to get to Roman, something like that. I can see. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's you do you do Solo first and then save Jimmy for a pay per view. To me, Jimmy sense. Jay, yeah. Jimmy and Jay is big money pay per view. Big. Yeah, I'm talking right. SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Mania, potentially even Mania. I mean, they had an interview where they talked about what would be your I think it was a Chris Van Chris Van Vliet interview. Which, by the way, I know Chris Van Vliet was not the best on-camera interviewer or reporter for AEW, but his YouTube interviews are actually really his good. His podcast is really good. Yeah, I agree. His podcast is really good. He may not be the best, like you know, on camera, like a Justin Roberts type. He right. may not be that, but he is a really good interview. He knows I mean, he's how probably to talk still better than RJ City. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to but, RJ City if you're listening, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know RJ City, but great. Yeah, shout out to just, He's the one that, RJ... uh, that uh, Soraya spray painted during the pre-show. Oh yeah, well, no, God. Tony Storm spray painted him. Tony Storm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so we had a main event. Uh, we had Cody Rhodes. Brock well, no, Lester. for the uh, for the for the bloodline, I just want to wrap up this bloodline. Yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, bloodline dissension. Yeah, I think to me, Jay is the face of this. You know, I could easily see Jay fighting Jimmy. Solo, and then potentially like he's Jimmy's like don't fight Roman, and but then he fights Roman, and then maybe there's some sort of reconciliation after he triumphs over Roman in some way. Oh, to me, that'd be good, right? Him and Jay get back together. Jay get back together. There's a hug at the end of the the big money match, you know. And I don't think you need to do that if you don't if you want to do it at a Mania. I could see you doing it at a Mania. I also don't think it needs to be for a belt. You know, it it, it Roman could lose the belt and still do the Jay Roman money match. I think there's money in just that match. Because yeah. the last time we saw Jay and Roman face each other was Thunderdome. Fans live have not gotten to enjoy any oh, sort of right. bloodline dissolution match. So to me, there's money in Jay. And to me, it finishes the tribal chief acknowledge me story by having Jay get a win on Roman. It doesn't yeah, have to absolutely. be for the belt. I think it has to be just a pin on Roman. Yep. And it, it to me, it could happen at Mania 30, uh, 40, excuse me. Um, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. I don't think Cody, I, 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 but do I think Cody needs a win on Roman? Absolutely too. I don't know if that has to happen necessarily at Mania. I do think that Cody Roman win could happen sooner than that. You know, you have a SummerSlam, you have a, 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 a Survivor Series. You have plenty yep. of big money pay per views where you could do this. Yep, definitely. Even they Jake could also cost, do it. Jake could cost a, Roman the match against Cody, and that could set yeah. them up right there. 
Absolutely. There is also the, if you recall, when Dusty won the title through Countout and didn't get to keep it, that happened at Madison Square Garden. Maybe they save it for a garden show. Oh, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. That was like in 77. That was crazy. We looked up a while back. Yeah. Uh, but they're not really, co- I don't know any pay-per-views that are coming to the garden anytime soon. So, you know, uh, or do you just do, do you do it on a, house, a garden house show? <laughs> this, this title that you've built up for over two years, thousand plus days, and it goes on a house show at the garden. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that does fit the San Martino lineage of having him lose at the garden. It's you know? true. You're right. There is something to that, but you know, you got to make that a, a money paper. You got to make that a premium live event. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Roman. Yeah. To me, that's, that's, you have to do something to end this storyline with Roman. To me, Jay makes the most logical sense. If not Cody, Cody to me doesn't need to finish the story of this chapter of bloodline. He just needs to get a win on Roman because you have a literally the last shot of WrestleMania is someone looking disappointed. You have to fulfill on that. And it's not going to be the world WWE universe, heavy heavyweight, you know, logo, Saudi Arabia, blood money title. It's not going to be that it's got to be. Now you got to get a win on Roman somehow. The question yeah, is, should Cody whole, get the first Brock thing? We didn't really get into raw. Uh, but Brock took Cody out of the title tournament. And he did, that... yeah. So, which is a good way to, I actually, yeah, I, I'm fine with that because too. Cody does not need that fucking title. I'm sorry, but yeah. I also don't need another like, hey, he's gonna beat him at Mania 40. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do we need to stretch it all the way to 40? I mean, uh, it's a good Mania moment, but that's a long time. One year. That's... I think the fans will cool off by that point. I do too. I do too. In classic WWE, we're not going to give it to you now. We're going to make you wait. You know, um, they should pull the trigger for SummerSlam. SummerSlam or Survivor or something. Like, man, just do something. Um, You know, and again, if Rock is coming back, even if Rock is not there, Roman Cody does not need There are, there are, I can think of three opponents for, Roman for for Mania Forty that don't have to be Rock. I get why they want Rock because then you have oh a callback to previous Manias and it's yeah, the biggest. Plus he's the biggest star in the world, and it's forty, and it's number forty. Fine, but I think Seth Rollins could be a good Roman Forty match, and there's history with them because they actually uh, were the Shield at WrestleMania Thirty. So there's like, hey, ten years ago. You and I were fighting five by side by side, so I think Rollins would be a good WrestleMania 40 opponent. I think Jay would be a good WrestleMania 40 opponent. And here's another name that a lot of people don't think about for for Roman for for Wrestle for WrestleMania 40. Here's another name that a lot of people don't think about. Who did Roman face uh, with the Shield? Uh, a lot of people. The right back. <laughs> I was gonna say no. Here's here's what I was thinking. It was. It was it, it, uh, who were they facing right before uh, Mania 30? They're facing Punk, and if Punk potentially comes back, that would be a good one. Punk that would Rome. be incredible. Punk versus Roman at WrestleMania 40? That'd be dope. And there's something about 40 being that it's the home of Philadelphia, ECW. Who was Punk first the champion of? ECW. Who no, was... bring Tommy Dreamer in for the main event. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer uh I mean he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be Hall of Fame for that for that. You, you need a ECW original for for Philly. And if Heyman doesn't want that, 
induction, then give it to Dreamer, the ECW uh, original, the one who never left. The one ECW. who never left. Yeah, he always he's quoted saying that he found out that ECW died because he saw Paul on Monday Night Raw. God, that's so slimy. That is, yeah. It was good timing too, though, because the king left. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we had Cody versus uh, Cody versus Brock. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a short match. A lot of people speculated that it got cut short because Brock was bleeding. But then all these dirt sheets came out and said that was supposed to happen. He was supposed to bleed. Everything went according to plan. Hey, can we keep a little bit of fucking kayfabe, please? Uh, yeah, like that. I I literally try not to pay attention to any of this stuff now because now it's especially when it comes to Brock and bleeding. Like he's already mis- mystique. There's mystique there where I'm just like, yo, what's going on? Like, like you don't need. We don't need to know what Brock is like. Every elbow and maneuver. We don't need to know every detail. Oh, you're right. You know? The whole thing with Randy Orton too a couple years ago. I think that's why. Oh, people that was are actually to... like six years ago or seven years ago. It was a, that. That's was crazy. It's almost seven years ago now. It's wild. Uh, that one though, what I've gathered from enough of dirt. Again, I got obsessed with that one because that's such a mutant, slimy, grimy image of Randy Orton. The last image of SummerSlam 2016 is Randy Orton lying in a pool of his own blood. Yeah, <laughs> in front of his family. His family's front row, by the way, when that happened. So, like, what the fuck? Oh, it was uh, in St. Louis. No, no. It, well, it was it was SummerSlam in Brooklyn, but his family was oh. front row for it. They they flew in for that. Um, yeah, and and I actually I actually became a big Randy Orton fan from that image. You know, he that was his rock, or his 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 Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, bloody like for me personally. Because I'm like, dude, dude took like a a cave in head injury after just coming back from injury too. Uh, that was his first match after injury, so that yeah, was a pile fucked up. It's a nasty image. I was, I became, I became a big Randy because before that he was always just slimy, cocky, like dude, you're just here because your dad. But like, I don't know. I know he put in the work for years, but for some reason, just as a fan, just as a wrestling fan, for some reason, it clicked for me with that match. Um, and Brock became a fucking monster in my eyes from that one. You know, uh, so good on Vince for doing it. I mean, definitely he became Brock became more monstery and healy because of it. So it worked out for what it was. Um, yeah, so again, they're trying to build Cody up as, hey, he can get one over. But I guess he was using heel tactics in the match, wasn't he? A little like he bit. He started before the bell, bit. you know. And I think that you're maybe you're trying to say that, hey, Cody will, Cody will, uh, you know, he he's so he's so disgruntled by his loss that he's he's gonna lose his way for a little bit, you know. And maybe yeah. there's a storyline there, you know. I would, I don't, you can't have Cody come out every week and just go. So what do you want to talk about? Like, oh my gosh, baby. every week. Can he stop doing that, please? I'm kind of getting sick of it. I um, am too. And by, what's going to happen is they're probably gonna, fans are going to pull an AEW and turn on him by the time 40 rolls around. Jeez. That was cute, though, when Brock did it, though. Brock's like, you don't know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about me. <laughs> yeah, no, Brock is good at reading promos. Like, he's reading the baby promos and, like, turn, change it, flipping it on its side. Yeah, like, it's, again, it's right. another, it's another... Hey, I got kids. Come here, man. And like, it's it's literally that. It's literally Rock reading Brock reading the situation and turning it on the heel. I love. It. I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I do what I want to do. Now you can fight or you can leave. Like just full on, just asshole. Full on asshole. 
<laughs> also, everybody's comparing him to the Undertaker now with that long overcoat and hat that he was wearing. Uh, oh, that's Mondays. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, like I mean, full he on. Absorbed the streak, right? He beat the streak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he absorbed. He's gonna start coming out with the urn. It's like this is my UFC merger urn. <laughs> Oh man. Uh I mean look, it was a good match. I'm not knocking it. And I think the yeah. Puerto Rico crowd was great, but again, didn't need to go last. Could have could have been in the middle, could have been the cool down match, could have been something. You know, it didn't matter what place on the card that match went. It would have been good. Uh definitely better than Brock almost at Mania. Definitely. Probably one of Brock's better matches uh since the um since the tractor gate of SummerSlam last year, yeah, that's true. It went nine minutes and forty seconds. It's like you gotta, you gotta. If you're looking at a piece of paper and one match is nine minutes and forty seconds, and Bad Bunny is twenty five minutes, you gotta switch those two. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make well, Bad Bunny like, yeah. the main event. Main event, yeah. The ma- I, I, I actually thought it went on longer. That's what I'm saying. It, it flew by. It flew by. So good, good for Co- Brock and Cody for crafting something. A little more creative than a typical Brock Lesnar match, you know. I'll be honest, like the last few, like I wanted to see Les- Lashley Lesnar for a while because I'm like, oh, they're both UFC MMA guys. It'll be creative, but frankly, it wasn't that creative at all. Whereas this, no, it was, was kind of boring. This, this was actually a better Brock Lesnar match, and I think it goes back to something Wade Keller to call back to Wade Keller. Uh, hey, Brock works better with smaller guys, or is more creative with smaller guys. Yeah, except if you ask John Moxley. Well, <laughs> that's I think there's a whole thing there where I think also Brock realized if you notice his matches picked up a little from that. From yeah, that. no, you're right. He has his work rate has improved. Mox, Moxley uh was unfortunately the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. I mean the Orton thing happened right after that. Because if you recall, right after that match, Brock went away so that he could do UFC 200. Uh, and then he got docked by the USA DA for drug stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And he never did it, right? Yeah. Or is that what he said? When did he say, I'm going to go home and drink Bud Light? <laughs> to call it back to Bud Light. Because nothing, not, no controversy with Bud Light. <laughs> Uh, no, he did when he when he beat Mark Hunt at the uh, at the UFC 200. He comes out at the end and he goes to everybody uh, because I think at the time there had been some you know police shootings and all. So he's like, uh, "Hey Joe, give me." The, he's like, he's all winded by the way, and he he asked Joe Rogan for the microphone. He goes, "Hey Joe, let me just say, from one white boy to another, from she to shining she, let's all come together and love one another." And it's a very bizarre post fight thing to say. Wow, like for him. Coming from him, it's Coming obviously him, he, yeah. he meant well. Shit about your kids, yeah, you shit about your kids, and then the next, he's like, "Let's all come together and love each other." And then the next month, he's busting open Randy Orton's head. <laughs> he's like, "Let's all come together and from she to starting see and love one another." Elbow to the head temple, fighting Chris Jericho because just and then he, and everybody's like, "Oh, Chris Jericho was a mark." I'm like, "No, he genuinely thought his friend was hurt." Sorry that he asked a question. What is he? Not allowed to ask anything. He's supposed to let Randy. It it was a grimy scene. It, it wasn't. Was. For... It was ugly. It was ugly. Poor Shane. Poor Shane McMahon coming out and taking an F five to kind of kind of cool everybody down. <laughs> hey, hey Shane, I can just hear Vince going. Hey Shane, go go down there, pal, and take an F five just to just to cool everybody down. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then Shane's like, yes, daddy, please love me. <laughs> don't um, ever fire me. Don't ever fire me. Uh, oh, God. Like, poor, poor, like, talk about someone with bad luck. Poor Shane. Like, he was the one who had said originally to buy UFC back in, like, 2000. <laughs> like, 2000. And now they're finally merging together. And on the night they announced the merger, you know what happens? He tears his quad <laughs> in the middle of a two-minute match. Poor Shane. Yeah, poor Shane is right. Um, but yeah, backlash overall. I mean, if you want to give your final thoughts, uh, RIP Jerry Springer <laughs> with your final thoughts. But uh, <laughs> I thought top to bottom, good card. I like what they're doing with these global uh, premium live events. Please keep doing more of them. Uh, and please... Uh, showcase the fact that in these in these international countries the fans are explosive i mean the the noise did not subside at all throughout the whole paper it was it was loud it was, it was loud the whole paper and to me yeah. it, it keeps the fan even if you're watching from home like i felt more excited watching the pay-per-view because the fans are more into it so yeah do more of it. i agree i had no problems at all sam yeah it was a good show it really was they uh, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, like I feel like it didn't feel like a continuation. It didn't feel like part of something else. It felt like a standalone show. Right. It felt like a. It could have been like an like it felt like an extreme rules type pay per view. You know, like a like a you know maybe not a big four, but up there for sure. Every match yeah, delivered. Absolutely. There were really no drags. It was just yeah. I think Bad Bunny easily that could have been the final match tonight. I think Damian Priest deserved that too. That's my only just, bitch about it is that yeah. Bad Bunny was the main event. Both Bad Bunny and Damian Priest did great work in that match. Damian made Bad Bunny look like a million dollars. But uh, then everybody, on top of that, uh, I read online that somebody said that they went out there and they tore the house down because they were upset that they weren't main eventing. So maybe if they main evented originally, uh, it would have been as good. I don't know. I mean, my thing is, yes, you can you, you steal the show. It doesn't matter what place you are. But I also, Bubba Ray Dudley says it doesn't matter what place you're on the card. You steal the show regardless. Chris Jericho says that certain certain spots are designed to steal the night. You cannot. It is physically impossible to steal every, no matter where you are on the card. Certain certain spots it doesn't work. And I I am I am inclined to believe Jericho to a degree. Like going last on a four-hour pay-per-view might be difficult. However, this was not a four-hour pay-per-view. This was, I think, clocked in two and a half, two and a half hours on uh, on the network. I'm, I'll look it up later. Uh, so there was no reason they couldn't have gone on last. Yeah. You know, I, I'm curious now who, you know, what also comes down to, to quote CM Punk, uh, we should have gone on for, you know, everybody says CM Punk Undertaker should have gone on last. Well, CM Punk has also said like, well, did they pay me like I went on last? No. So here's my real question. Did Pad Punny Damian Priest get paid like they went on last. Bad I hope they can, did. Bad money could buy the WWE. <laughs> he doesn't need their money. I I have to give Hunter credit for this because you know Vince ain't making this call. Uh they let Bad Bunny and Damian Priest talk trash in Spanish for extended periods of time both in the press conference uh and on SmackDown and yeah. on Raw. You know, I'm, I'm, I know we did it last week. The thing about like, I know hosting now, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I, I appreciate that they're giving them the creative freedom that way. I, I appreciate too. that they're not just having some like, you know, senior writer be like, Oh, can you talk about Puerto Rico in this way? Bad bunny. No, they're like giving them complete creative freedom. 
it you feels know. raw and honest. All the, even Damian Priest promos felt raw and honest. When he spoke Spanish on that raw leading up to it, I felt like that was honest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're doing really good. Damian Priest is doing the best work of his career. And then there's Dominic. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, you wanna you wanna wrap it up? Yeah, let's uh let's touch on AEW Dynamite real quick. Um Yeah, okay. There was a lot I, of good things on Dynamite. Yeah, I uh you know, again, I like the first I like the uh, Claudio uh Ray Phoenix match. Um I thought the Orange Cassidy uh, Daniel Garcia match was really good too. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I skipped unfortunately the uh the women's match. I'm a sexist. Sorry everybody. No, I I was just really exhausted yesterday. I, I had a DVR and I was just watching it later and I just I had to skip something. But, uh, you know, look, good overall uh, Dynamite program. I, I thought the FTR segment was really good too. Felt like a pay-per-view. Um, you know, it is that thing of just, hey, we're, we're getting towards, you have double, we still haven't even announced the entire Double or Nothing card. Then in three months, and then no, and then in another month, you're going to have Forbidden Door card. Then you got, you know, <laughs> all in, then you got all out. Like, this is a busy time for Tony Khan for the booker of the year to kind of manage all these cards and you have weekly television and you don't want to be giving away too much on free TV. I just, uh, you know, I think the ball is in Tony's court and all I want to say is uh, I hope Tony can step up to the plate. Cause I, I just, you know, it is very easy to get lazy for your weekly TV. It's very easy to make one of the pay-per-views a lesser priority. And I hope Tony and company can rise to the occasion and give the fans what they want. I really yeah. hope. Miro, uh, Miro showed up backstage. Miro showed up backstage. And then they let, yeah. Uh, and there, and then uh, I believe who is the, uh, you, you know, from OCM open. He showed up as oh, well. Kyle Fletcher out. showed up. Yep. Kyle Fletcher showed up and took out. So, so yeah. And then they're leading there. I guess they tease that there's going to be another announcement next week. So tune in next week, which well, I don't announced that he has another yeah. announcement next week. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's gonna be on TNT. Well, what's on TNT? I don't uh, know. We'll find out. But apparently, it's gonna be the new show, Collision. Well, no, well, no, no the announcement's not gonna happen on TNT. It's gonna happen on TBS, right? No, the announcement's well, during be on TNT. No, so so so, well, so then if it's on, well, if the announcement's on TNT, then it must be on Rampage then, because Dynamite. Know. I don't know, but all I know is that people on the internet were saying that Tony Khan messed up. Somebody goes, Tony, please do pre pre. Uh, uh, pre-records, whatever they're called, pre-tapes. Yeah, pre-tapes, pre-tapes. Please, you said the wrong network, and then Tony replied to it and said, "Oh no, I meant to say T- TNT." Ah, uh, well, let's see now, Tony. Let's see what you're trying to say because Dynamite doesn't air on TNT. Right, on- but the thing is, is Collision is going to be on TNT, so they're thinking that the network wants them to announce it on their network. Weird, weird. I know. Uh, so then, I mean, is Dynamite going to be on TNT next week? I guess we don't. We'll have to wait and see. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't maybe know. a special TNT. I mean, when they first made the TBS TNT deal, they said, "Oh yeah, 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 Dynamite will still be on TNT once in a while," and they haven't been on TNT. And it at has been only since they moved. Yeah, no, only Rampage is on TNT. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to do a special one. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll I don't know. Sam, it rains to be seen. But look, I'm excited for the second show. But again, that's going to be a lot of programming and a lot of matches, and you don't want to give everything away. And you want to balance out all these pay-per-views. It's not like they're doing only two pay-per-views in a month. There's going to be four pay-per-views related to the, for eight. AEW talent is going to be on four pay-per-views this summer. Yeah. That's a lot. Four, there's four pay-per-views in four months. 
in four months, essentially. Two of them are within a week of each other. Right. And I believe the Forbidden Door and Double or Nothing, there's only like four weeks apart, six weeks apart. Yeah, I think I think four. Yeah. So that's that's not a lot of time either. They're kind of they're kind of uh shooting a lot in there, you know? Lots happening fast. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see what happens. You know, I'm 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 not trying to be negative. I've I've always tried to root for them, but I do have some concern. You know, so let's yeah. see what happens. And then let's um, skip ahead to the main event. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about before the main event? No, I think it's just a matter of I am curious who Cesaro or who Claudio will choose as his partner. Maybe there'll be some dissension between Daniel Bryan and uh, Yuta Yuta of who is going to be the partner. Oh well, if it's any if it's any indication tonight on Ring of Honor, uh, Claudio is teamed up with Willer Yuta. Hmm. So maybe, but that's obviously a pre-recorded uh, fight. So let's see. But let's see. Yeah. Let's see what happens with that. Um, you know, maybe they maybe they do this match at Wembley. You know, I because I mean, again, Claudio is on a promo for the Wembley show. So are they are there are Ring of Honor uh, titles going to be on the line at the Wembley show? I hope so. Is it going to be is it going to be their Night of Champions essentially, and all titles will be on the line? I hope I don't so. know. It remains to be seen. Are there, is New Japan talent going to be on the Webley show too? I wonder what's going to happen. Is oh, this going to yeah, be another? Right. Is this going to be like kind of half forbidden? Like our our storyline is going to start at Double or Nothing or Forbidden Door and then carry over to this All In pay per view. Are other free agents going to be involved in this All In? <laughs> Who ooh, knows? Oh, could know Impact what? people be involved? Agent. He maybe he'll show up. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so is Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, could Sasha show up? Mercedes Monet. Oh, she might, though. She might, yeah. Maybe at Forbidden Door. That'd be cool. Forbidden Door, or I mean, or maybe she just appears at Forbidden Door and then makes an appearance at yeah. All In. You know, I think it, All In is going to be an all-hands-on-deck situation. I hope that we can watch it. That's all I'm saying. I hope we can watch it. Yeah, I just want to be able to watch it and not have to pay $50 for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I spent $50 on old wrestling t-shirts, not not pay-per-views. Oh, so main event, uh, Moxley, Omega, Steel Cage match. Don Callis, actually, first of all, it was a brutal match. They broke the cage. They took the ring apart. Moxley. No, I, 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 I liked it. They really, they really, you know, Moxley's a brawler. It played it, the yeah, match. It was really good. good. It was it really played fun. each other's strengths. Uh, I like the run-ins that happened. Those were fine. They didn't bother me. Uh, they weren't as cool as the backlash run-ins, but they made sense because these are warring factions. <laughs> it makes me think yeah. that there's going to be a uh, some sort of stadium stampede or, or anarchy in the arena match at Double or Nothing between the two factions. He dro- he broke and paneled the cage down with a V trigger. That's wild. That was crazy. Yeah, Moxley was shoving the turnbuckle down his, in his mouth. In, in uh, Omega's mouth, that was pretty crazy. You know, Renee was backstage, being like, "Oh no, I'm scared." Yeah, she's if you can used freak to it, out, if you can freak out your wife, <laughs> and she's this time she she's not in a hotel room. She's there though, so at least she was she probably can there when uh, he fought Nick Gage in a death match. Oh my god, she was probably just like, "John, John, John, what are you doing? What are you doing? No. <laughs> you have a kid now. <laughs> you have a kid now. Can't be getting scraped. Yeah, you can't be doing. You can't be doing uh, the." Uh, light tubes to the head anymore. I think he did in some interview. It was like it was. I think it was the it was the um, the lights out match, the first one between Moxley and uh, Omega, and she was like tweeting like, "What is this shit?" Like she's just mad. And yeah. then they asked him like, "Hey, did you get heat from Renee?" He's like, 
Uh, I get heat, but you know, I had to call that. That's a call home. You know, you got to call home right after that match for sure. But she could also be more vocal when she's on the payroll. Yeah, now she's on the payroll. So, so but you know, you know, she was she was probably in the trainer's room afterwards. You know, yeah. but they did a good look for a steel cage match to be unique in this was, day and age. It was, it was really good, really unique, really clever. Put it, yeah, good way to do it. And again, these guys have a storied history, and you know, and it's funny they kept mentioning the fact that oh, these two first squared off just you know almost like three years ago at our first double or nothing. Uh, so I like the way that this belt built up to double or nothing you know from the previous one yeah this could have easily been a match on the double or nothing card but i think it was special that it was on dynamite so i'm actually happy that it was on a dynamite and not on a paper so john moxley grabbed a screwdriver uh don Callis jumped in the ring took the screwdriver from moxley and then yeah. uh kenny omega got john moxley in a in a submission i, I don't know what it was and then um Callis hits omega in the head with a screwdriver busts him open stabs him with it and uh I think this is cool because Don Callis is an incredible heel, and I feel like he's going to step in the William Regal position for the for the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that will be interesting. You know, a good little turn there uh, yeah, from Don Callis. I was shocked. So that again, they did a good thing. To, they 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 kept the match interesting, and they gave us a thing that we did not see coming. Because the thing was, is uh, Callis was trying to separate Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. He was trying to get Kenny Omega kind of heelish. And mm-hmm. Kenny Omega wasn't really having it. So now he's going to go be full heel with the, with the BCC. And Kenny gets his face turned, finally. Yeah, Kenny gets full face. Absolutely. But then uh, does this... <laughs> then do we, do we get... Do we get... Do we eventually... Does this lead to the Punk return... Uh, of Punk being the heel and Kenny being full face. Oh, that that's interesting. Happening? Well, from what I understand, or do we keep the them away? That's say, the they're going to keep them separated on different brands. So we'll see brands, yeah. But at the same time, you have Wembley and you have All Out within weeks of each other. Yeah. You're telling me there's not going to be some sort of you can and and here's the other thing. I've also heard reports now that there's going to be two shows, but it's not going to be brands that people will be yeah, able to that do. That makes both sense stuff. too. That makes sense too. I think there's been enough brand talk and wrestling that we don't need. You can have a separate show and just have different people on different shows. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, You want to plug your social media? Yes, sir. Uh, I am at Pratheek Comedy. That's P-R-A-T-E-E-K Comedy on Instagram. My website is also PratheekComedy.com. I got shows all over the summer. Uh, I'm going to lose my breath this summer. I got so many shows. It's going to be wild. That's that's a good But come see me. I should potentially be there in Detroit for SummerSlam. Uh, we're still working out the details. Follow me on my website. Keep up to date with me, and you can find all the information at the websites. And please support this podcast. Please support Sam. Please support Xavier. I know he wasn't here today, but you know, keep supporting these guys. Thanks. Hell yeah. You can find me uh, at Funky Sam Medina. I'm doing a lot of cool shit. I got a lot of cool comedy shows coming up, so just you know, look at my Instagram because I'll promote them on there, and then come see me. It's really fun. At Funky Sam Medina. All right, take care, guys.